You are listening to the SHL Talent Talks podcast, featuring conversations with experts on talent topics that help organizations win in today's dynamic business environment. Welcome to SHL's Talent Talk. My name is Sam Whiteman. I'm your host today. And my guest is Alex Sadler. Alex is first and foremost a job seeker up until recently. Uh, Alex is now a talent partner and technical recruiter at Cry. Cry is spelled K-R-Y and is Europe's largest medical provider via app. So really exciting company in the digital health space. Welcome, Alex. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. No problem at all. Alex is my guest today because while we often hear about talent acquisition teams wanting to walk a mile in the candidate's shoes to understand the candidate experience. Alex, um, you've actually been doing the walking and you wrote about it to a post in LinkedIn recently. Just tell us, how far did you metaphorically uh, walk in your search for a job? <laughs> it felt like a marathon daily. Um, the, the, problem, the problem is pretty expansive in, in the market. The, the job search started for me July, August last year, about then finding out that, you know, post furlough or the initial stage of furlough because of COVID, that I was going to not have my contract extended as an FTC. Um, sure. It was pretty rough knowing how bad the market was as a recruiter, uh, especially an internal recruiter. It's kind of a daunting, daunting process. But it, it was made tougher, I think, by, I don't know if it's a lack of empathy or just, uh, frankly, a lack of caring in the market from a lot of recruiters. It's a shame that that sort of personal touch was was lost, and that that made it just a, a million times harder. You know, I didn't I didn't fire a thousand CVs out there, uh, all of the same, expecting to to get back lots of offers. But sure. the problem is not necessarily about customization; it's about being noticed. You know, I have a, a pretty prominent screenshot from a well-known hotel brand that's based um, based out of Dubai, and they had a thousand and thirty-four applicants in less than wow. an hour. So, you know, it doesn't matter how much you tailor your profile, your CV, your cover letter, you know, send them the old school stories you always hear about in recruitment of sending them sweets to get noticed, all of that. It doesn't, none of, none of that works in this market. It's, it's just about getting yourself noticed somehow or mm. being lucky enough to be picked from the pool. Great. Well, it sounded like it's ended well, um, I guess. And, and so we'll definitely talk about that. But um, I guess the reason why your LinkedIn post stood out to me and stood out to hundreds of other people because I think it did it did sort of you know uh, go viral and, and go viral in a good way there are some there are some bad LinkedIn posts that go viral obviously but this was a this was one of the good ones <laughs> um, one of the reasons why it caught fire I think I think a little bit is because you managed to sort of um, put a very compelling visual in, uh, next to your job search process and so um, can you talk a little bit about the just the raw numbers and how you might have visualized your job search Absolutely. I, I was thinking of a way that I could visualize, you know, my the struggle, frankly, because it was a struggle. It was it was it's pretty brutal. You know, I, I'd like to think I'm, you know, pretty sound of mind and, and comfortable with my mental health. But, you know, when you're when you're talking six months of continuous rejection, with almost yeah. no human touch to it, it's kind of hard. So the, the visualization was born out of um, born out of scrolling Reddit, actually, mindlessly during lockdown as it goes. So there's a there's a subreddit that's called um, Data is Beautiful actually, yeah. which is kind of a nice yeah. name given given that it's Reddit, and there's a, a number of posts on there that uh, that use this sort of Sankey flowchart, um, the one that I the one that I produced, and it was a, a, a work over about three days to make sure all the numbers lined up and 
and that it made sense. And there's, yes, there's a few things I probably could have done, but it, it certainly did the rounds. I think it had nearly 50,000 views and it's just shy of about 500 likes, I think, at, at this point. Yeah. So I hope that the visual came across in the way that I wanted it to, because I just wanted to represent how small of an outcome was, you know, was part of the solution at the start. You know, the, the one job offer from the 482 total jobs, whether mm. I was put forward for or applied, is is an insane figure when you start to look at the percentages of what that actually means for a job market. So it's uh, it's meant to be a pretty striking visual. I mean, I'm not wasn't planning to change the world with it. I just you know want people to know that it's not as simple necessarily as they might be thinking it is at the moment. Yeah, sure. And for those who aren't uh, familiar with a Sankey chart, I, I highly encourage it, and I'm sure we can post to it in in the uh, in the show notes. But um, very compelling way to think about a candidate journey. And whilst you've got you've got the one result, all it takes is one offer, right? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. You had mentioned it, that was from uh, you know, at bats, if you like, of of sort of 400 plus. And I think diving into that, I'm look, just looking at the post ag- again now. Mm. And am I look? Am, am I right in saying that you know between the 400 odd and the one, you're, you're technically you technically still haven't heard back from more than 180 companies? Is that right? Am I looking at that? Yeah, right? yeah, that's absolutely right. It's kind of funny. I was um, obviously building up to, to to the podcast today, and you know the the lead up to it. Obviously, looking at my emails and in conversation, you know, you and me were emailing and, and having a conversation during all of that. Uh, so far today, I've had four people come back to me. Interesting enough, all four are personalised. So how far, right. how interesting <laughs> is well, that? Well, they're too late. So, you know, you've already yeah, got a job. <laughs> and, it's, and I don't even think that that's any sort of coincidence. I think that's simply because the four companies that have seen this, I am connected with the recruiters that come back to me. Right, so I don't okay. know whether they've been shamed into doing with it. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. After the bell, yeah. But it's, you know, the number of applications when you start looking at the percentages, when you actually write it out, you know, you mentioned the 482 there, 15% were just ignored, just simply ignored. I didn't get any acknowledgement. And if we're talking numbers, 38% of them were rejected, but provided with no outcome at all. So without even giving it too much thought, 50% I either haven't heard back from or didn't even acknowledge my existence during an application. Wow. Okay. Well, that's you know, um, that seems like a really big opportunity, right? Obviously, and and you're on the inside. You are you are a recruiter, so you sort of know what mm. goes on behind the curtains. And um, you know, it just it just seems like a big opportunity for sort of systems and processes, at the very least, to think about how we might engage candidates. And 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 you know, for every application, just just sort of you know, at, at the bare minimum, getting back to candidates. I know there's um there's a there's something called the Circle Back Initiative, which are yeah. I guess a, a a pledge of sorts for companies to say, hey, I, I you know we should do the bare minimum and, and just circle back to all candidates that that sort of make an make an application. Um, mm. th- but then sort of expanding on that, I mean, acknowledgement's one thing, but then sort of you know feedback is another, right? And again, sort of back to your back to your visualization a little bit it's looking like apart from these four who have come in after the bell uh it, it looks like maybe only sort of one percent of the time you got some sort of personalized feedback am i reading that right yeah that's absolutely right it's um i mean it's insane frankly if, I, if i'm being honest it, that was the one thing that surprised me most i you know the job offers the, the getting to second and third stages, I understand they're all correlated. They all link. You know, if you need to be noticed in the first instance to be able to get mm. anywhere near a second and third, you know, you have to be able to do those interviews. But personalized rejection should have been one of the biggest blocks of this chart. You know, it doesn't take a, a 
few minutes to give some form of quantitative feedback. I mean, I, I won't name any names, but a particularly well-known brand where you potentially might have something delivered within 24 hours. I went through a four to five hour interview with them, meeting a range of project managers and, uh, and senior talent staff, uh, and then was rejected with no feedback. And I mm. asked for feedback and I was told it's not the policy. It's sure. just, okay. it's, wow. it's crazy. Where does yeah. the, you know, where, where do you draw the line, right? Where do you yeah. draw the line for getting feedback? You know, I yeah. don't expect, I don't expect extensive, you did this, you did that. That's, that's not a problem whatsoever. I'm sure some of the interviews are absolutely blundered. I'm only human, right? But sure. at least, at least some of them say, you know, we had, we had more experienced candidates or we had candidates with five, six years more experience at the same, same salary bracket or whatever it might have been. It takes 30 seconds to type that. Yeah. And so with that, like those, those companies that you went through, I mean, am I right in saying that where you did get personalized feedback, I mean, you can probably remember them and just from a, from an employment brand or a, or a recruiting brand point of view, I would imagine those companies would, would stand out across the 480 or so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I won't, I won't give you any of their names, uh, No, but sure. The, but the six, the six businesses that came back to me were all company, but uh, companies of a small to medium size between 100 and sort of 250 staff mm. that clearly had a small talent team that was being led by one or two people uh, as part of a, what I assume was a, a global HR practice. Um, and those and those people had clearly taken the time to actually delve into my profile. I had seen that they'd looked at my profile, so I'd seen that they were looking into it uh, and then gave me quantitative standout feedback. You know, one of them was, was, was one or two lines, but one of the six happened to be an extensively long paragraph. So. I don't ne- I don't necessarily need it to be to be yeah, sure. super super duper time consuming style feedback, but sure. you know, something is nice. Yeah, and and just but just sort of sort of changing hats a little bit. I mean, um, mm. do you do you empathise a little bit with the with the with the recruiter on the other end though? Do you think that you know with a with a an influx of volume and applications and you know just the role of the recruiter is so diverse between closing candidates and explaining an employment value prop Absolutely. and getting contracts done and scheduling interviews and like dealing with hiring manager expectations and getting diverse slates on this. That's a, it's <laughs> yeah. a big job, right? I do, would, you, um, do you think they just don't have time to, to, to sort of do that? Or like, what would you like, how would you approach this now as a, as someone with, um, with, with sort of fresh eyes on this problem? Uh, yeah, I think I would be, I would be a filthy hypocrite to say that it was easy, uh, in any sense of the word, you know, I, sure. I'm incredibly busy, both a combination of onboarding and frankly, how, how much growth my, my existing business and my new business is going through. So yeah, yes, I, I completely emphasize that it is very, very busy and that there are hundreds, you know, thousands in that screenshots case of applicants to, to one job. But mm. I think surely that's indicative of a lack of a lack of transformation in the market. You know, there, there must be a way that it can be resolved and f- I'm sure far brighter minds will be billionaires in a few years with their solutions, <laughs> uh, bring, bringing it out of the woodwork. And it doesn't take a lot to think things through. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't require old school bulk emails, you know, I can do this, I can do that. It, you know, it, if you look at it and you actually look at the percentages of what's happening, surely it must be a common problem across all businesses at the moment. And surely there must be people out there with, with, with greater thoughts and access to tech where these things can you know, become a problem of the past. Yeah, I think that's right. And, and I think your, your story, both as a, as a recruiter and as a candidate as well, is something that we've heard from our, our customers. I mean, we work with sort of you know, thousands of heads of recruiting and their teams 
across the world and they've always said like yeah we would love to provide white glove experiences and service to back up our employment brand but we just don't have the time for all of those reasons why i mentioned below um and it's certainly something i mean candidate experience generally um, is something that we've been very focused on but also like matching that with the recruiter experience and and where where is the capacity to do that um one thing that we're in the middle of right now and, and this will be new to to sort of listeners of the podcast is is really focusing on candidate feedback um feedback i mean candidate if candidate experience is the number one issue for recruiters then what we're finding is communication is the number one sort of subcategory of that and we've, we've spent a lot of time recently on feedback and so our approach now again sort of sort of new from shl is to personalize something for all of our candidates so what can we give 100 percent of candidates that is personalized and give some value for their time rather than just one percent of candidates which was your experience and so um, we're, we're sort of using some machine learning now to build those customized and personalized videos on the fly. So once you complete an That's assessment, cool. it can it, it can send that video through to say, "Hi, Alex, thanks for taking the time to apply. We learned a little bit about you during this process, and and uh, sort of you know here's here's a little bit about you that we learned, and then here's what happens next, and that can be completely customized and configured to you know the brand well, think- or, or the process or and obviously your specific." application and assessment yeah on that i think i think it's absolutely right that something has to come out i mean i i dislike the phrase along with many other recruiters about something disrupting the market sure (laughs) everyone and their dog has that in their linkedin profile now so but you know it it truly is it's kind of a horrible picture because i i feel mildly unscathed um you know we're we're talking about talking about new products coming to the market right Mm. i feel unscathed in, in the sense that I, you know, was fortunately in a financial situation where being off of work like that can was okay, and you know, I made it work, and I have a, an absolutely wonderful partner, and she was incredibly supportive. Great. But, you know, That's people aren't in that spot, and that lack of technology, that lack of whatever it's going to be, being out there to help people that are in a worse situation than me is only going to get worse, um, mm. and and it's it's just going to spiral, and it, it is a bit of a horrific picture, and it sort of leads on quite nicely. There was a, there was a quote. Uh, a guy, a guy called Stuart Jones shared my uh, shared my post. As uh, again, pricked up a bit of um, quite a bit of you know, recognition from his point of view. And there was a comment on that um, that was by a guy called Chris Lee, and it said, "I think it really hammers home the myth that an employee is free to simply withdraw their labour and move to a new business if they're unhappy." Mm. And I think that is absolutely tied in with a lack of product, a lack of tech, whatever you want to call it that allows for that sort of free movement, allows for the, the quantitative feedback from both sides, both candidate and businesses. You know, mm. It's not a one-way street. Yeah. And so what do you, so you're in the lucky position now, having had that experience to be on the other side. What do you think um, you're gonna do? Like, how are you gonna approach your role as a recruiter and what would you suggest other recruiters think about in terms of you know really maximizing the opportunity there is for candidate engagement and candidate feedback? Yeah, I think it's opened my eyes pretty significantly, actually. It's, you know, everybody, I think everybody starts, most people, I don't think most people plan to be recruiters for one, but most, I don't think most people uh, give too much thought um, to what's really on the other end. You know, it's, it's a piece of paper, it's a CV, it's a PDF, it's a Word document. You know, you think over it, you might speak with the person, you know, give some sort of basic feedback about how there were other candidates that might have been better, which is the mm. go-to one at the moment. But I think it's really opened my eyes that, again, you know, fortunately I wasn't as bad as others, but there are people out there who are really struggling. And, you know, I, I happen to know that pretty well. You know, my, my fiance's 
brother is is one of those people in the job market that he's just simply not getting noticed and it's it's really bad and now that i'm on the other side of the table it would be nice to do something about it but you know to drop in the ocean when you start looking at the bigger picture yeah well huge thanks to your fiance your partner as well because i'm sure <laughs> like you had mentioned uh you know sort of they're a sort of huge support to to you and and i guess that is um yeah i think it's really important to acknowledge all of the support that we get from from all of those people that that, that can that can help us um Alex, I'd, I'd really like to thank you for coming onto the pod today for, for for sort of sharing your story. I think it's really important as a as a talent acquisition community, as a recruiting community, that we mm. that we really sort of um, think about these stories from a human element as well. It's very easy to look at a look at a uh, a pipeline graph in an ATS uh, and, and sort of think about analytics and think about email templates. And obviously, from from an SHL point of view, we 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 agree that emails and PDFs can be relatively standard, which is why we want to move it to, to sort of video as well to make it more engaging for candidates. But um, I think it's really important that we sort of focus on um, not only those acknowledgement pieces for the candidates, but then just sort of making it worth it worth the time. And I think many candidates feel like they can go through a process and still not get the job, but still get value out of the process as well. And so I think that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do. And I think uh, it sounds like your story is going to be, going to be something that, that can help us and help other recruiters uh, around the world as well absolutely it's you know it's, it's a mountain to climb and it's not just a candidate finding a job mountain it's it's also you know companies you know like like yourself and the products they're producing being able to work that tough journey you know to see you know candidates actually arrive at something that they want to arrive at mm. which is which is the worst part and you know that's that would be my final piece really if i was I was having sort of an outro here, which is that, frankly, a lot of a lot of brands don't represent themselves quite quite the way that they perceive other people to to represent them. So, I think sure. I think from here onwards, I think empathy, a bit of kindness, understanding what it actually looks like to be on the other side of the table, because you know, frankly, it's uh, it's only one major lockdown away from from a few people being in my scenario. Um, in the worst case, and obviously, God forbid that happens. So, yeah, yeah make sure that make sure that you. Act like a real person would be my would be my go to advice. Great, I, I think that's a that's a great point to uh, finish off on. Thanks again, Alex, for uh, joining SHL's Talent Talks. Really um, excited to have you on, and thank you for doing it at short notice as well. Um, <laughs> Not a problem. Really excited to see that. And and for this episode, I just wanted to say a few quick thanks. Um, firstly, to Jacob Stan Madsen. I haven't met Jacob before, but Jacob brought this post to my attention. Uh, Alex's post in the Recruiting Brain Food uh, Facebook group for those. Of you that are not subscribed, you've probably heard Hong uh, on the on the podcast before. But the Recruiting Brain Food newsletter and Facebook group is uh, very good. It's actually the only face only reason why I go into Facebook. Um, the uh, the talent board also I did give a quick quick shout out because some of the some of the thinking and some of the stats they've got in terms of the candidate experience awards and metrics hugely helpful for how we think about candidate experience here at SHL. Uh, the Circle Back Initiative, something I mentioned earlier, I think that's Circle Back Initiative. Dot com, uh, And then lastly, if you're interested to learn more from SHL on how we're doing and innovating uh, in, in the candidate experience and, and, and particularly with the personalized video feedback that launches this month, um, drop me a note. I'm sam.whiteman at shl.com or visit shl.com. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the SHL Talent Talks podcast. To learn more about our work, helping organizations attract and select candidates and identify and grow leaders, please visit shl.com.